Hey, running friends. Welcome to the Wrinkled Runner podcast. I'm Sherry, the Wrinkled Runner. I'm over 50 and I love to run wherever I go, but Buffalo, New York is my home. If you are looking to start to run or you're an older runner, this podcast is especially for you, so subscribe now. I love to help people get running and keep running. Today I'll be sharing with you a question from a listener and my answer. Racing has been kind of on hold for the past year, although virtual races became a thing. I didn't hop on that bandwagon for one reason or another, mainly because I just didn't feel like it was the same and my motivation for running a race on my own just didn't seem like fun. Those of you who have just started out running may be interested in seeking out races to train for. A lot of times, a new runner will start their running journey by using a couch to 5K kind of program, either downloaded from the internet, or if you have a coach, they may start you out with that kind of training. A 5K is 3.1 miles, and someone just beginning to run can mark that as a goal for themselves. This particular question was from a woman who had completed some 5Ks and had signed up for her first half marathon and wanted some tips. So even though these tips are for a half marathon specifically, you can still use a lot of these tips for a 5K or shorter race than a half marathon. So she was going to be racing a 15K the following weekend. So I started my advice from that information. And for those of you in the U.S. and have to look up a kilometer to mile conversion uh, that aren't the usual 5Ks or whatever, which I have to do all the time, a 15K is a little bit more than nine miles. So I told her to use that race as a kind of practice for the half. Many runners will schedule a race with a shorter distance to cover as a tune-up or practice before the race that they are training for. So I did a half marathon a few weeks before my first marathon since my long run for the week of the half was just a couple miles over the 13.1 miles that I would be running in the half marathon. I think I ran like uh, as a warm-up the, the those extra miles before that half marathon started because since it was just going to be kind of a practice or a long run kind of fun thing for me, I wasn't going for any time goals or anything like that during the half. That was a few weeks before the marathon because I just didn't want to like deplete my body or go really hard and things like that because it was, I think, three weeks before the full. So I was going to be starting my taper anyway after another week. And so we just kind of used it. My husband and I ran it together. And we just kind of used it as a uh, just kind of a fun thing to do a few weeks before the marathon. So because a steadfast rule for a race is nothing new on race day, practicing what you're going to be wearing and fueling with is essential. If you do run a race before the quote unquote actual one that you're training for, you can wear whatever clothes you are planning and see if they're comfortable for the long haul. And if you're going for a longer distance for your uh, actual, the, whatever you're training for, and you're going to be needing fuel, whether it's goose or blocks or real food or whatever you're going to be using to fuel that race, plan to take that with you if you do do a race that is before the training race and use that on your run as your carbs. Now, if your goal race is a 5 or 10K, you probably don't need to worry about that. Once you sign up for a half or more greater distance, you will want to fuel during that race. 
So I take my hydration belt with me and I pack my carb choice in the pouch provided on my the belt that I have. I don't usually like what the race is handing out. I don't like goos and things like that. I, my stomach doesn't like it either. So it's necessary for me to carry my own. And races will let you know what kind of fuel they are providing at aid stations. So look around their website or read any emails from them carefully so that you know exactly what they're going to be serving at those aid stations for carbs. Because if you don't practice that, that can really wreak havoc on your body during the race if it's something you're not used to or you don't like. Training for a race is the same as your normal running when it comes to heat. Don't try and run paces or speed work if it's super hot. Adjust your expectations for that day and switch to an easier pace or mileage if you need to. If I'm getting close to my mileage limit on my shoes and know I'll need to replace them before race day, I'll do that three weeks from the race to break them in. You don't want to be wearing brand new shoes on race day. You can get blisters, uh, all sorts of not good things can happen. So make sure your shoes are broken in for the race. You'll find that runners talk about replacing shoes every 500 miles. Now I had a stress fracture while training for a half marathon. It was about 10 years ago now. And my ortho guy suggested I replace them every 300 miles just to keep the cushioning fresh. So you're going to learn what's an ideal mileage for you, but do keep track of how many miles you're running so that you can replace your shoes. I did a podcast episode in season one all about running shoes, and so I'll link to that in the show notes. For those of you who will be run walking your race, try to stay to the side a bit and start out towards the back if you can. I've seen uh, several crashes happen, one right in front of me, caused by racers who just stop abruptly without signaling that they're going to be doing so. And they didn't realize that there was somebody right behind them. So be aware of your surroundings, and if you're running in the middle of a pack, Raise your hand and try to get to the side before stopping to walk. There will be a lot of racers who have no idea why you're raising your hand, but it signals to those who know the gesture that you are going to be stopping. And if you do raise your hand, even if someone doesn't know why you're doing it, at least you have drawn some attention to yourself. So maybe they'll be aware that something is going to happen in the next couple of seconds. So it is tempting when racing to go out too fast. That is universal no matter who you are. It's just a tempting thing to do. There's definitely an adrenaline factor and it can be hard to have a bunch of people pass you at the start of the race. If you save your energy though, you'll be passing some of those same people towards the end, but no gloating allowed. <laughs> when you're going to be racing for the first time, you may be nervous and you of course don't want to forget anything. And I put together a booklet that walks you through what you should be planning on taking with you and asks you some questions to help make race day go smoothly. So until September 30th, 2021, I'm offering listeners the chance to download my Marathon Checklist booklet for free. It's usually $1.99 on the Wrinkled Runner website. If you use the code RACING721 at checkout, you will be able to download the booklet for free. So head over there and get yours, even if you don't have a race scheduled at the moment, because it could be useful to you even in the next few years if you decide you're going to run a race. So today's website resource is a pacing calculator to give you paces for different workouts that you may find yourself doing as you train. Certain speed workouts will give you a pace to run at, and those paces are calculated using current paces from either races or runs. This calculator can be found on the Runner's World website, and I've used it numerous times to give me my paces for long runs, tempo runs, and other types of running workouts. 
If you aren't familiar with running at different paces for different kinds of drills and workouts, you can head over to season one and there's an episode where I describe different running workouts you can incorporate into your training. And I'll link up to that episode in the show notes as well. Then head over to the Runner's World Training Pace Calculator, which I'll link to, and you can play with that a little bit. You can enter information, and if you haven't raced recently, just go out for a 5K run or look up in your, in your stats, uh, wherever you keep them, and enter the distance and time from that. And you can see what different training paces would be for different workouts. Next week, I'll be talking about fueling and what to do before, during, and after your runs to keep your energy up. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know another runner who could benefit from today's topic, go ahead and share it. Do you have any running questions? You can ask me. Email me at sherry at wrinkledrunner.com, and if I can't answer your question, I will do the research to find the answer and share it with you. The questions I get from listeners like you help me develop episodes, so please don't be shy. You can sign up for my once-a-month newsletter using the link provided so that you can have all the Wrinkled Runner resources from the past month all in one place. I also have opened up my virtual coaching in addition to coaching one-on-one with those in the Buffalo, New York area. So head to my coaching page on the Wrinkled Runner website, which I will, of course, link to, and check out how we may be able to work together. Until next Monday, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the run.